reading from the Book of Wisdom. Before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance, or a drop of morning dew come down upon the earth. But you have mercy on all, because you can do all things, and you overlook people's sins, that they may repent. For you love all things that are, and loathe nothing that you have made. For what you hated, you would not have fashioned. And how could a thing remain unless you willed it or be preserved had it not been called forth by you? But you spare all things because they are yours, O Lord and lover of souls. For your imperishable spirit is in all things. Therefore, you rebuke, rebuke offenders little by little, warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing, that they may abandon their wickedness and believe in you, O Lord. The word of the Lord. toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O them discourse of the glory of your kingdom, 
and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is faithful in all his words, and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and powerfully bring to fulfillment every good purpose and every effort of faith. That the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him in accord with the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling with him, not to be shaken out of your mind suddenly or to be alarmed either by a spirit or by an oral statement or by a letter allegedly from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. The word of the Lord.
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was, but could not see him because of the crowd, for he was of short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Please remain standing for a blessing from the bishop. I wish to extend a warm welcome to anyone who might be visiting the cathedral today. Thank you for coming and joining us in this celebration of Holy Mass. In a particular way, I wish to acknowledge and welcome the members of the St. Vincent de Paul Society who are here for their annual corporate communion. Thank you not only for your presence, but for extending the love, the charity of Jesus Christ to to the people on the margins of our society. Thank you for, for what you do, and may God bless you in your ministry. And from time to time in our life, we might take a trip or, or make a journey to see one of our loved ones. Could be a close friend, it might be a family member, uh, and especially if, it, if it's someone close to us that we've not seen in a while. Think of the, the sense of anticipation we might have as we're making that trip. Don't our thoughts begin to turn to, to the person or the people we're going to meet? 
isn't there sort of a, a sense of longing for that encounter? Isn't there a, a type of joy in that? Aren't these the kinds of things that, that go on in our, in our mind, in our heart, when we're looking forward to see someone close to us we've not seen in a while, we're taking a trip, we're taking a journey to go to see them? This experience, this you know, sentiment of our heart and the, the journey to see someone close to us helps us to unlock and enter into the meaning of one of the parts of the Mass, namely the entrance procession. You know, it kind of goes by and, and we don't think about it too much. You know, the, the priests, the ministers, they gather at the, the back of the church and you know, they walk up the center aisle. And it's easy just to kind of think of that in merely functional terms of just going from one place to another. But the entrance procession has a deep spiritual meaning. <laughs> it's not merely something functional to get the priest and the servers and so forth into place. It represents our journey to the place of encounter with God. And in a way, isn't our, our whole Christian life that type of journey? this movement of the heart, this movement of, of, of our soul, this movement of our entire being to the place of encounter. We see this in a way in our gospel reading today when, when, when our Lord Jesus encounters Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is kind of curious about him. And he, you know, he climbs up the tree, he wants to see him, and and, and the Lord says he wants to be with him. He, you know, I want to dine in your house. And, and this encounter between Jesus and Zacchaeus changes completely his life. And this is something we need to renew again and again and again, throughout our earthly life, to our ultimate journey towards our heavenly homeland, the final encounter with the divine. Now, this area of the church here we call the sanctuary. In other words, it's a, it's a, it's a holy place because the altar is here. And the altar is a symbol of Jesus Christ. On this altar, by the power of the Holy Spirit, bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ, and we encounter the Lord in Holy Communion. Again, as we process forward, we move up to, to receive him. So this entrance procession is a symbol of the journey of our Christian life. 
to the place of divine encounter. And there are some other aspects of this as well that, that come a, a bit even from our, our history in you know, the Roman rite. There's a time in ancient Rome where the Pope would travel from uh, St. John Lateran, which was his home base, his cathedral, so to speak, to other churches in the city of Rome, stational churches. And he'd travel to the church, he'd enter, the doors of the close of the church would be closed. The doors are closed to everything pagan, everything profane, and it's a movement from there to the place of divine encounter. And, and so similarly for us, the, this entrance procession is is a journey of conversion, just like there was a, a real change of heart in the life of Zacchaeus when he encountered the Lord Jesus. That we come into the church and the doors of the church are closed to any attachment to sin that we might have. The doors of the church are closed to any worldly allurements that are trying to grapple and take a hold of our heart. The doors of the church are closed to, to any of the problems of life that are weighing us down and, and, and threaten to weaken our hope and trust in the Lord. And we come here and we close the doors to all of those things in our heart. And we move to the place of divine encounter. Because the more we close the doors of our heart, to sin, to attachment to sin, to worldly allurements that might take us away from God, to cares that weigh us down that might weaken our trust, the more we close the doors of our hearts to these things, the more our hearts are opened to encounter the Lord Jesus because they are unencumbered by any of these things. So when you come here to celebrate Mass, or when you come to any church to celebrate Mass, don't just let this entrance procession go by as if it were merely something functional to get from one place to another. This is a time for us to enter more deeply into this journey of our Christian life to the place of the divine encounter. It's a time to prepare our hearts. And so to help you do this, you know, as you're leaving your house and you're coming here, do what you can to try and 
uh, leave things behind. And, you know, sometimes life can be pretty chaotic, and it doesn't, you just can't turn things off right away. But, you know, so it's the process. You know, you're getting here, you're coming here, you're leaving your house, you try to turn off some of these other things. You, you enter the doors of this church, you know, when the doors close behind you, just think about closing the doors of your heart to sin, closing the doors of your heart to worldly allurements that take you away from God, closing the doors of your heart to the things that weigh you down. And open yourself up to the Lord. Do the same thing when you, when you come and you sit down. Prepare to make that journey. Just like when you make that journey to see a loved one, you need to fill up the tank with gas, might need to pack your suitcase, might need to do other things. And so here, we prepare for the journey by getting rid of the baggage. and opening up our hearts to enter into this journey to the place of divine encounter.